beautiful friends. Welcome to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business and life. I'm your host, Sarah, and it's been a while since we've had an episode because I have had a whole tech meltdown and reconfiguration a week or so ago, a couple weeks ago now. I lost my laptop uh, first slowly and then all at once as those things go. And then I had to get a new computer and it took me a little while to get oriented to this new machine, which is much newer than my old one and figure out how to get myself all set up, get back working and get my podcasting uh, up and running on this new computer. But we're here now. And to make up for it, I'm dropping two episodes on one day. So sorry slash you're welcome for those of you who are binge listeners to podcasts. I hope you enjoy this. This first episode in the two that I'm releasing together uh, is discussing the results of some polls that I conducted on social media via email and in my Facebook group where I asked a couple of different sets of questions. One was around what people think is stopping them, what's holding them back from making sales. Why aren't you making sales? What do you think that is? And um, I got some very interesting answers from people. Some you would predict and some you might be surprised by of why people think they're not making sales in their business. The other set of questions were around what is stopping you from sharing, what stops you from showing up, from letting people see your offers, from telling people about your offers, or even just sharing your creative work online, what is stopping you from sharing? And I got really interesting answers to both of these, and the answers when taken together to me painted a really interesting picture of some ways that we may be Mm, creating a little trap for ourselves um, of not sharing that results, of course, in not being able to make sales, but um, misconstruing why those things are happening. So that's what I'm getting into in this episode. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it unlocks some new thoughts for you. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day that I release it, on August 16th, I'm going to be hosting a free class called How to Have Consistent 5K Months Without a Big List or Paid Ads. Two of the most common reasons I hear from people about why they're not making money in their business is I don't have a big enough following, not enough people know who I am, or I can't run paid ads, or I don't have a fancy ads funnel, and that's what's stopping me from making money. And I really believe you don't need either of those things to consistently make five-figure months in your business and beyond. And that's what I'm going to be getting into at the free class tomorrow at 11 a.m. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. So if you are getting this in time, hearing this in time, I would love for you to join us. And if you hear it later and you'd like a replay, you can always DM me on Instagram or you can email me at intuitiveedgecoaching at gmail.com and just let me know that you would like access to the replay and I can get that for you. All right, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Hello, friends. So I've been doing some polls over the past week, and um, the results have been really interesting. And I've been just looking at them and thinking about them, having conversations with folks in the comments about them and in the DMs. 
And I wanted to highlight a couple of interesting little inconsistencies that have been brought to my attention through these poll results. So first I did a poll asking people what they felt like the biggest thing preventing them from making sales in their business was. And the most common answer was my following is too small. The other two answers that got the most traction were the market is too saturated and no one cares about my work. We're gonna put a pin in those things. I'm gonna talk about those beliefs in a second, but let's talk about the most common. My following is too small. So that's not true. <laughs> we can talk about that later. We don't need a big following to make sales, but um, that is the thing that people are telling themselves. The most common belief, the thing that's preventing me from making sales is that my following is too small. Next, I did a poll and I asked, what is the number one thing that stops you from sharing your soul work, your personality, and your opinions with the world? And by far the most common answer was fear of visibility. Okay, so let's look at those two things together. I'm not selling because my following is too small, but I don't wanna share because I'm afraid of being visible. Do those things feel connected to you? Because those things feel connected to me. Right? So it's like, I'm afraid to be visible. So I don't want more people to see me because that feels unsafe. And then I also get to believe that I'm not making sales because not enough people saw me. But I don't want more people to see me. But I do because I want sales and I believe that more audience mean, means more sales but I don't want more people to see me. So I don't want to do the thing that would result in me having a bigger audience and more people paying attention to me because then I would get more eyes on me. What? I'm confusion. Is anyone else confusion? This does not make sense. It does make sense, but not logical sense. It might make emotional sense. Are you feeling how strange this is to have these two beliefs side by side or these two feelings side by side? I think the reason I'm not making sales is because not enough people know about my work, but the reason I don't want to let more people know about my work is that I'm afraid to be visible. That feels like a convenient place to hide forever. <laughs> so are we actually afraid of making sales? Oh. If the thing that would give me more sales is more visibility and I'm afraid of visibility, if I take out the middleman, am I actually just afraid of making sales? Am I afraid of making sales because I actually don't know how to sell, right? Like I just don't know how, I lack sales knowledge. Am I afraid to make sales because I haven't actually done the back end work on my business to make a like seamlessly integrated experience for my customer. This is something I encounter sometimes where people are like, oh, I'm afraid of visibility or I'm not making sales. But when I get under the hood of their business, they don't have, you know, a booking system in place. They don't have an onboarding process. They don't know what happens when someone, if someone were to buy this offer, what are the next steps? What happens for them? They don't have that set up. So it's like, well, of course you don't want anyone to buy that because then they would realize you don't have your shit together. So you don't want people to buy it because you actually just like haven't gotten it set up right first, right? It's like, I don't want people to come to a party where I haven't booked the venue. So I'm not gonna put out invitations to it. Makes a lot of sense to me. 
is it actually because we feel like it's unsafe to take people's money? Is that the issue? And we need to do some more work around like, it is safe for me to take people's money. Is it unsafe because we know that we don't have the legal side of our business set up and we're not protected in the event that somebody wants their money back or somebody is upset with us or somebody doesn't like our service or somebody, you know, complains about something? Is it because we don't feel resourced or capable to do the customer service part of our business? What are we actually afraid of? Because it's not visibility. You know that you're visible. I can see you right now. You're, there's a picture of you in your icon. I can see you. You can see me. We, we can see ourselves in the mirror. We're aware that human beings, other human beings, most of them can see us. Many of them can see us. It's not visibility. Fear of visibility is this phrase that gets caught, tossed around so much that doesn't it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything specific enough that we can actually get to the root of what we are really concerned about and address it. It's a convenient label that we can slap on something and be like, oh, well, I have fear of visibility, so that's why I'm not doing that. That's not it. We need to be more accurate in our emotional language. Why can't I be a translucent paradox? Unfortunately, that is not how you got in, incarnated in this life. You are not a jellyfish. That's what a translucent paradox is in my head. It's a jellyfish. Why are you so beautiful and so stingy? Um, you're not really afraid of being visible. You're afraid of something else, right? You're afraid of being criticized. You're afraid of um, being rejected. You're afraid, a lot of people I encounter, they are like, I'm afraid of success, but that's not actually what they're afraid of. They're afraid that their life will change in a way that they're not prepared for or that they don't like, and that then they will be trapped, right? Again, like sometimes we say these things that are like common phrases, but they don't allow us to dial into what is it I'm really concerned about and how do I just prepare for that concern or address that concern? How do I move this obstacle, this inner obstacle I've created for myself most of the time? How do I move this out of the way? It is also worth considering that the reason we're afraid is because we just don't have a plan and we lack business or sales skills. It makes sense to be nervous, to wing it in public. I am much more confident doing something in public that I know how to do than if I'm faking it or I think I'm doing it poorly. I failed my driver's test five times because the dude had a clipboard. And I was like, what are you writing? Like, I didn't feel super secure about my driving skills. And then you've got a clipboard and I feel like you're judging me and it's making me nervous. And now I'm making mistakes that I've never made before because you're watching me. I do not like looking bad at something in public. It is not my favorite sensation. Many of us, especially those of us who have been raised with a little bit of like, fixed mindset and like that all of our value is on being good at things and appearing good at things, right? Being the straight A student, being the person who's good at stuff. A lot of those people, a lot of my, my gifted kids, we do not like looking bad at shit in public. That is very triggering. That feels incredibly vulnerable. So two things. One is 
you have to suck at stuff at the beginning. Like you're all, that's just the trajectory of everything. And that is difficult for us to deal with. So like, we do have to accept a little bit of like cutting our teeth. But the other thing is you can just learn the skills you lack and create a plan so that you do know what you're doing and you have a little bit more confidence that you know what you're doing and you're not just out there faking it and doing stuff poorly. And the solution for this flavor of what we're calling fear of visibility is a lot less emotional and a lot more practical. You just have to recognize, I'm scared to show up and do this because I don't know how. And then you need to get help and you need to learn the skills you lack and you need to create the plan that you need to feel secure in doing the thing. It's not even as deep as like, I'm afraid I'm going to be bullied. It's really just like, it makes sense to be afraid to show up with no plan and not know what you're doing in public. Like that is a reasonable thing to be uncomfortable with. Uh, it's also something that's super fucking fixable. You can fix that. Okay. You can fix that. That's something you can fix. And the way that you fix it is that you go to somebody who knows how to do that stuff and you ask for help and then you get help. Same thing with this fear of like, oh, I don't want people to buy the offer because I don't actually have the offer set up. And that's what's making me insecure about it is that I I have an idea for it, but I actually haven't done the back end work to get it all organized so that if somebody were to sign up, that it would be easy for them to do so. And I would know what to do and they would have a good experience. That is also something that's just on us to implement so that we don't have to have conflicting energy. And when I say conflicting energy, it's like the energy of like, yes, I actually do want sales because money would be nice and it would make me feel good for people to buy this, but I don't want anyone to buy it right now because I know that it's not set up properly and that I'm winging it. And so now we're putting out this confusing vibration. We're keeping ourselves stuck in this illogical loop of I am not making sales because I'm not enough people follow me, but I don't want more people to follow me because I'm afraid of being visible doesn't make any kind of sense we have trapped ourselves in a weird little logic spiral but one thing i wanted to say about the other two votes that people made about the things that are holding them back from making sales the two other answers were the market is too saturated and nobody cares about my work well thing number one the bottom of the market is saturated the bottom of the market is saturated the top is not Something to consider, especially because we are probably going into a recession, um, is that the worst of your industry, the people who really didn't have their stuff together, the people who were copying, the people who lack, who are not innovators, the people who um, don't have the emotional fortitude, like a lot of people during a recession, the bottom part of your market is going to fall out. Those people will quit. If they have clients, all of their clients are now going to be homeless. Not literally, but like they will not have a place in your industry. They will not have a provider. So you are going to have the opportunity. If you literally just fucking stick with it, you're going to have the opportunity to scoop up all of the clients who were left serviceless by the people who drop out. A big part of business is just that you keep showing up. And then all of the other people who don't keep showing up and eventually kind of fall away, who don't last through the first 18 months of business, which 85% of businesses don't, they're leaving you their clients. And all you have to do is come scoop them up, 
right? So the bottom of the industry is saturated with people who are going to pop up and fade away, with people who are copying, with people who think that this sounds cool and they're just going to try it out, but they're not really passionate about it and they're not going to stick to it, um, with people who uh, have a very low tolerance for discour being discouraged and at the first sign of hardship, they're going to close up shop and quit. All of those people, yes, that area is saturated. There's a slightly more rarefied air, just a little bit higher up with, I'm investing in myself and I'm making a plan. I'm really thinking about my clients having the best experience possible. I'm passionate about my work in my industry. I continually innovate in my own work, right? I don't have to be the most innovative person in the world, but I'm coming up with new ways to serve my people, ways to make my work more efficient, ways to make my offers better, ways that I can give people more, ways that I can serve a little bit better. The, the people who are determined to stick it out and to get creative when times are rough and challenging, that part of the market, that's not saturated. So where are you hanging out? Where are you hanging out? That's a question to consider if you think the market is too saturated. And then the other thing, nobody cares about my work. Are you telling them enough about your work for them to care? Are you telling them enough about your work for them to care? Are you helping them understand how your work relates to them and to their life in a way that would allow them to care about it? Or are you just like posting a flyer every now and then and then being like, see, nobody cares. Are you telling them all of the what and none of the how? Are you telling them all of the what and none of the why? Right? So the what is, I teach a dance class. It's on Thursdays, you should come. If the why is I am committed to helping people tap into their bodies and their body awareness and have an experience of feeling sexy, alive, and embodied in their own skin while celebrating to delicious music, that's a little more interesting. Why should they care? Are you telling them why they should care? Are you helping them understand why they should care? Or are you giving the bare minimum and then getting in your feelings and being butthurt because they're not showing you enough, right? Are you being a little bit avoidantly attached in the romantic relationship here with your customers? You're like, I'm putting in the bare minimum and you're not falling all over me. So fuck it. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Also, no one cares about my work. Have you told everyone No one cares. There's 7 billion people on the planet and no one cares. How do you know? Have you surveyed everyone? Until you can say you've surveyed everyone, then you can't say no one cares. I don't believe it. I don't believe that no one cares. I do not believe that out of 7 billion people on the planet, there is no one who's interested in the way you see things the way you do things, the way you offer things. There's got to be at least a couple just off of statistics. There's got to be a couple. You just haven't found them yet. Get out there and show them your shit. And then we loop back to, but I'm afraid of being visible. No, you're not. What are you really afraid of? Let's name it. Let's dial down. And just to add a layer of nuance, trauma is real right? 
I have an experience of bullying and verbal abuse in my life, right? I have had to do and continue to do so much somatic practice to reassure my body that I am an adult and that it is safe for me to share. And that if people were to criticize me, I would not die. I intellectually know that. That doesn't change the fact that I sometimes have a physical reaction to the idea of sharing something vulnerable that makes me want to hide, that something in my body remembers the past experience of I did this before and bad things happened to me and I don't want that to happen again. That is real and that is reasonable and we are able and capable of resourcing ourselves, addressing those things in real time, and giving ourselves the somatic support we need to expand our capacity for discomfort and to slowly show ourselves that it is safe for us to do things that in the past may have not gone so well for us. But we can only do that work when we're being accurate about what it is that we're really experiencing. I wasn't afraid of visibility. I was afraid of bullying. I had to name it. I wasn't afraid of being seen. I was afraid of being seen by trolls who verbally abused me and that when they verbally abused me, I would be so wounded by it that I would be unable to continue my business. It would cause me to close and then I would feel like a failure. I had to name it all the way the fuck out. This is what I'm actually afraid of. Now that I've named it all the way the fuck out, I can say, okay, is this true? Is it true that if somebody trolls me, I will be hurt so badly that I'll close my business and give up? No, that's not true. Okay, well, what would happen if somebody trolled me? I might be sad. I would reach out to my friends. I would probably talk to my coach. I would get some support. I would resource my nervous system. I would delete and block the comments and the accounts. I would shake it off and I would come back and do it again. Okay, cool. So now I know the thing that I'm saying that I'm afraid of, the thing that my body is afraid of, the thing that my inner child is afraid of, the thing that like my elementary school self is afraid of is not going to happen because I've named exactly what it is that I'm really afraid of and I've talked myself through it and I've put a plan in place for what will happen if the thing that I'm afraid of actually occurs. We are capable, you are capable, we are capable of this. The things that our inner child, that our young self, our that our trauma brain, the things that our lizard brain, our central nervous system, the things that we're afraid of that make us shut down most of the time, A, it's real, it is emotionally true, it may be based on our real past experience, and B, we are now adults who are capable of navigating ourselves through that experience in a way that we may not have been capable of navigating ourselves through in the time that it happened in the past. And we need to merge those realities. And we can only do that when we get very honest with ourselves 
about what it is that we're actually trying to shield ourselves from and why. And that's our inner work. And if you have the idea that you're going to grow your business first and do the inner work after, you're kidding yourself. They have to go together. As you can see, (laughs) they're already going together. They have to go together. You're going to have to do this inner work so that you can put yourself out there and be seen and interact with the world. You're going to have to do it. This is already longer than I thought it was going to be when I jumped on here. But let me know if this was helpful for you. Go back in my posts and check out some of these other conversations that I've been having in the comments around fear of visibility and what it really means and what it is that people think is blocking them from making sales. Also, if you are one of the people who resonates with the idea that what you're really afraid of is attracting people who get there and then find out that you just don't have sales skills and that you don't have some basic business knowledge in place to support you in selling, I want you to turn on your post notifications or just shoot me a DM and say, help. I am hosting a free event on the 16th. I'm going to be announcing what the event is next Monday on 8-8 on the Lionsgate portal. I don't want to announce it until then, but I've been secretly letting people into it who are asking me to be let in. And it is going to help you address some of this skill and knowledge gap directly. I would love to have you there. I would love to help you. Some of the stuff, the more straightforward stuff of like, I don't know some things and I don't have a plan. Those are easy things to fix. The emotional things, they're also easy things to fix. Mm, Simple but not necessarily easy. And I can help you with those too. We're just not going to be addressing them as much on the event, at the event on the 16th. That's the kind of stuff that I might want to work with you a little bit more one-on-one. So if that is a big issue for you and you need some help with that, you can also DM me and I would be happy to talk to you. I do have a couple of one-on-one coaching spots available. I have one-on-one light coaching spot available. Um, So if you really struggle with this inner game stuff, I can help you with that as well. Um, But if it's really just the practical stuff, come to the event on the 16th. It is going to help. Hit me up. Let me know if you have questions about any of this. Let me know if it was helpful for you. Kayla, be bye. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time, so many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at Intuitive Edge Coaching or join my Facebook group, Unstuck Group, to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.